doesn't sound foreboding. I don't know what does. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast. I am Sheila Amato and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com. And I'm Kimberly Amato and you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Forever Fan Pod. Still working on the YouTube channel. Sorry, I'm slightly delayed on that. But we're going to be the same handle for all our socials. There's a lot of them. And uh, that's where we're going to be most active. And so we are your hosts and we're glad you can join us. And we have a great show for you, as always, but today we're going to be covering the beginning of the end of an era, or, or the end saga. of the beginning of a saga, mm-hmm. um, the Fast and the Furious franchise, Fast X. Or the beginning of the end of a saga. Wah, wah, wah. Anyway, uh, or maybe, is it? Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, um, our standard spoiler alert is in effect here, as we will be talking about specific plot points and themes, so if you haven't seen Fast X yet... You will be spoiled. So, welcome to the unofficial start of the summer in the U.S., everybody. We are ringing it in with our first summer blockbuster in theaters. Yeah, and if you're going to be going outside, because summer has hit early in uh, New York, yeah. where we are, wear sunblock. Or a hat. I don't want to wear a hat. I, look, the sun lightens my hair. I like it that way. I don't like you having skin cancer. I have two colors, red and white. Uh So anyway. (laughs) That's it. um, But if you are indoors uh, and you're watching a movie on the big screen, let's see if Fast X should be on your list. And if you should have popcorn with crunchy M&Ms. Yeah, actually, you should. You should. Before we get into the summary, you may have seen that um, we gave away two tickets to this July's Earp Division Expo in Niagara Falls, New York. Um, it's the Rapids level, the one level before before VIP, right? Below VIP. Yeah. Um, it, yeah it has like some uh, photo ops and mm-hmm. autographs. Came for, with a bunch of fun stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the it's worth a total of 600 for the two of them. Yep. Right? So we want to congratulate again LJ and Leo for winning these. Yay! Yay! Um, but aside from that, uh, we have so much more coming up the second half of the year. Right, Kimmy? Yes, and we've been alluding to it on our socials and on our episodes that this year is actually going to be a huge momentous occasion. The very, very, very last episode of this year Mm -hmm. of 2023 is our 100th episode. And we are going to be doing a massive giveaway. When we started this, we planned on having a huge thing for 100 if we made it there. And thanks to our listeners, we have. And truthfully, uh, all of our giveaways up to this point have been on our socials, you know, just asking to follow or retweet, etc. And we've decided this time that it's going to be strictly for our listeners, because truthfully, without all of you tuning in and having our numbers go up as far as listens, we wouldn't be continuing to do this. We wouldn't be here. Yeah, it's just, it's 
it's not possible for us to keep going without you tuning in. So we've decided there's going to be a Google form and you're going to have to prove you're subscribed to the podcast so that it is limited to those who listen. And we've been collecting a gaggle of things. Yeah. And it's basically anything that, uh, well, not anything. I shouldn't say not anything, but it's a lot of stuff we've covered. Correct. And there may be signatures involved. Autographs. And there may be cool collectible things that we've picked up along the way. So tune in um, because we will be giving you a little bit more information as time goes on. Yeah, we will be posting on our socials links and such for uh, more information on how to enter, etc. And when it's going to start. It is going to be starting um, 99% in July Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of items and it's going to take me a really long time to go through everything and organize everything. And we are going to be saving what we consider the, the best, best for, last. for last. Yeah. So so there you have it. Yeah. There's your, your little teaser. It's just so exciting. <laughs> All right. So and with that. Um, we should really be discussing FedEx. Yeah, let, let's turn to our discussion. Why don't you start with a synopsis? Over many missions and against impossible odds, Dom Toretto and his family have outsmarted and outdriven every foe in their path. Now they must confront the most lethal opponent they've ever faced. Fueled by revenge, a terrifying threat emerges from the shadows of the past to shatter Dom's world and destroy everything and everyone he loves. And not sure that there's much to add to the synopsis there. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of really amazing and fast cars mm-hmm. that I... I really love personally. And a lot of those weird shots that like pause and like Mm -hmm. zoom around. Yep. Um, And of course, there are a lot of big fight scenes Mm -hmm. and big explosions. Essentially, the plot here is that Dom's antagonists eventually become part of a very big extended family, right? But this time, we're sure that Dante, the antagonist for Fast X, will never join the La Familia. No. 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 So I don't think he wants to be part of it. Um, he doesn't want to be part of any family, really. Yeah, no. But anyway, let's start with the good, shall we? It would be easier for us to list who is not in this film <laughs> than know, right? who is, it's as like, far as cameo-wise. Right. Like, it's a list of who's who mm-hmm. for action movies and well, stuff Well, I believe like it's anybody who's ever starred in it has all come back. Yeah. Over the course of, I mean, and again, I, I still think there are more to come. I don't know because being very candid, I've mm-hmm. only seen the first one and the second one. But I'm assuming because it's wrapping up the saga, anybody who, who wants to be it, in it, yeah. who was part of it, can be in it. And anybody who wants to be a part of the series going forward, this is your chance. Yeah. I mean, even The Rock, right? For those of you who really uh, follow this franchise, there was apparently a feud between the lead Vin Diesel and The Rock. And so for... Really, the whole movie, The Rock was not in it Mm -hmm. until the after after credit credit scene. scene. But I think that was also, in some way, if you think about it, playing up to that. Yeah. That was a great way to announce it because... Yeah, he's there. Yeah. He's going to be prominently... To be frank, him and Gal Gadot, they're having them show up in the end... I think leads into the second. Right. If you had brought them in too early, especially since you had Brie Larson, you had, um, uh, I'm thinking of, I see her face and I can't think Charlize of Charlize Theron. Thank you. Her name was just totally eluding me and I was just going to go, she was Eon Flux and she oh was amazing. Um, the point is, 
having them in the film throughout, mm-hmm. you know, intersplicing with the obvious main cast mm-hmm. to then add them at the end, I think would draw the attention too much from where the story needed to end to then go to the second. And I think this is a good way of leading it off to the second. Yeah. I I was about to say that actually, that um, it's, it sets it up so that they're prominently featured in the second. Now, you had mentioned that it might be also a third. There was an interview that Vin Diesel had done and he, Michelle Rodriguez was with him. I don't know who the interviewer was. And they had mentioned that it might be that the studio had asked for a third, like a three-parter finale. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh my God, are you saying it's three parts? And then he walked away with Michelle Rodriguez, not confirming nor denying. So I don't, I don't know. Okay. I, I, I'm not sure how. Well, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's save let's, that. Let's, let's put the pin in But it, I could but... imagine if it's three, how many other A-listers are going to show up? Right. But uh, so aside from the A-list stars, I I do love the fact that there were a lot of female fight scenes. Yes. Especially Tessa scene, who's uh, played by Brie Larson, uh, in the bar. I mean, that's just so bad. Right? Yeah. I'm like, I like, oh my God. Captain Marvel has entered the room. I know. That's right? What, that's what you thought. I, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, <laughs> all right, anytime now she's going to like, Put her fists up and then the photon things will come out. What's also really great is in that sequence, what I like that they've been doing is they show these little behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. online. And one of the behind the scenes things was where um, Vin Diesel slides the cross across the table to Brie Brie Larson. Larson. And in the behind the scenes thing, she just totally like geeks out and goes, oh my God, Dom Treader just gave me the cross. Because it's such an iconic iconic part of of the series. And truthfully, what, what I liked is that they, they actually have fans of the saga and the series in it. It's not just actors getting a payday. Like, they all really love what they do. Mm-hmm. And it does come across. They really love all of the silliness that they get into. Yeah. It's like you feel like they're this great camaraderie and this great family around them that they are, in essence, like that outside of it. And that adds to that level. Yeah. I have not seen any of the um, behind-the-scenes stuff, but I can just imagine, you know, all of those stars... Yeah, hanging out before they say action or even after a shoot, especially like with Jason Momoa, knowing that he's like a big prankster, mm-hmm. right? And then we're like, oh, what has he done now? That would be funny. <laughs> but I, speaking of Jason Momoa, I mean, I think that he was well cast as the villain here because he is, at least to me, he seems larger than life. Yes. And you need in a franchise like this, a big larger than life villain. Especially since he's holding up against a who's who of Hollywood mm-hmm. on the other side. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know his character, they, they set this up in the movie that he's psychotic and he plays up to that, mm-hmm. right? Doing really odd things. One perfect example of that is when he keeps them, he keeps these, the geeks alive because he says, come on nerds, I need you. And mm-hmm. like, he keeps them alive. And then he's talking to himself and you see that he's taped, he's killed them and he's taped their faces up as if they're still engaging with him mm-hmm. because he really has no concept of family or connection or friendship or anything like that. He doesn't right. get it. Right. Which is why he will never join Dom's family, right? The polar opposites of the two is a very interesting play. So that, again, you need two strong characters on opposite sides. And I do think Jason Momoa versus Vin Diesel is is a very interesting play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was excited to see that play out on the screen. So what else did I love about this? I have to geek out mm. about the glider. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's so cool. 
Yeah, she turned to me in that scene where John Cena, uh, what I thought was a kayak, turns into a plane. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. And then Sheila's like, oh my God, it's a glider. And then the next line out of John Cena's mouth is, it's not a glider, we're too high. We need, you know, thrust and da da da. We need alcohol. And so the kid brings over rose. And he's yeah. like, no, it's not, not the same. Thanks, though. Yeah. You looked at me and went, oh my God, glider. And all I kept thinking of is stare at the red string on the top of the glider. If it moves the wrong way, it's not a good sign. And I was thinking, oh my God, that would be so cool. Yeah, we should no. go do that. Not again. No, I did it once for you. And I, I prefer my flight paths have engines mm. so that I can land. Well, I can dream. My hands are sweating just thinking about it. Oh my God. Okay. Uh. Look, going back to found family. Okay. That was, <laughs> that's one thing I like about the saga. Again, I have not seen a lot of the middle entries, but it has consistently throughout that found family is important and that you have to live by a code of conduct, mm-hmm. um, kind of like honor among thieves, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. I mean, I, I do love the, the found family aspect, especially, you know, the first and second film where Paul Walker, right, his, his character, I think his character's name is Brian. It, he was a cop chasing Vin Diesel's character, Dom. Um, but eventually, you know, they became friends because they basically were doing the same thing and they were just walking in a parallel path, right? He was a police officer um, and then Dom was like on the wrong side of the law, quote, end quote. But they found something that connected them. And so they then became friends and eventually family, yeah. right? I also watched the the film where when Paul Walker died, the the film that came out right after that. I don't remember which one it was, but... Um, you know, that was very, that was a very poignant film as well. Especially the ending. I have seen the ending scene. Especially the ending. And it culminated everything that this, this franchise really stood for. So that was my heartfelt like little thing there. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. I like the sun. I felt the sun was adorable. Oh, well, he was cute. Especially the opening when you're seeing these figure eights and I'm like, why is like Dom totally driving a figure eight in a parking lot? And then it's the kid. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, but I didn't, I was looking at your face every time the fast cars came on screen and you'd like, your face lights up. I can't help it. For my 40th birthday, we rented a Porsche Mm -hmm. and this was several years ago, but I still remember the feeling of driving that car. It was like nothing else. You also love speed. I I do. I can't deny that. I mean, if I could get you the NASCAR experience, I think you would be in heaven. Oh my God, really? Oh, wait. I was, you're being hypothetical. Hypothetically, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I love you. Never mind. But wow. Okay. Anyway, I'm just going (laughs) to, should we just switch to the bad then? Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Wow. On that note. Okay. On that note. (laughs) Okay. It felt as if there weren't enough car chases to make it a car movie. I wasn't sure if that was the point, though. I'm not sure either, but like remembering the first few movies, right? Mm -hmm. Everything about the movies were about the the cars and and the chases and all of that. There didn't seem to be a lot of that in this movie, and there there were a lot of fights, which were, which were great. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the major female characters um, had a fight scene mm-hmm. dedicated to them, which which I thought was really cool, right? Because sometimes the, in movies like this, that gets lost. But there wasn't a lot of car chases per se. I wonder if that. And here's just me 
because again, we keep saying we have not seen all the films, but I wonder if that was a way for them to lay the foundation that they couldn't have as many car chases and scenes like that because of the fact that they needed to bring all these characters back together and squash whatever feuds they had. Perhaps. Like the fight scene between Charlize Theron and, and Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Maybe they needed to get through that so that they could actually work together in order to move forward. Um, maybe that's why they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure, but I went in there expecting a little bit more in the way of car scenes than we got. And yeah. that could again be what we were expecting as opposed to what needed to be done in order to make the film possible. Right. Um, yeah. And aside from the car chases, you know, to me, the, the story itself, right. There, there wasn't as much difference between the fast and furious films. And maybe that's, that's the point, right. That it's always going to be, um, there's there's Dom and then a bad guy and then eventually the bad guy becomes family. Um, that's really the the foundation of the story. But here, you know, they they change the history a little bit, right? Of the well, we of can't the always say the bad guy becomes family. Well, not all the time. Some of the bad the guys time. don't because Charlize Theron's character is really not yes, I, liked very much. Absolutely, your your point is well taken. Um, but for the most part. Right, they, it's very formulaic. It's very formulaic, um, and so I I wasn't really thinking that there was much story there. It was just yeah, it doesn't it, is. it doesn't feel like there's this very deep story. It's it's more about the booms and the blasts and the cars. Right. I mean, it's an action flick. I right? mean, stopping a mine through Rome with a car, a giant bomb. Yeah, yeah. And and to be fair, the some of the CGI was really suspect. Mm. I mean, there were moments where I'm like, that is so blurry and that is so CGI'd. It just felt unfinished. Mm. I mean, look, people in theater were laughing. People were enjoying themselves. Don't get me wrong. But there were moments where you even heard people laughing like, this is a bit much. Yeah. And that's really different from, at least from what I remember. I haven't gone and rewatched any of the, the Fast and Furious films. But the first one and two, right, the car chases felt realistic Yes, there were CGI, but the action felt it's plausible. We can't do it in everyday but stunt drivers life, can. but the drivers could if you're really talented. Right? I mean, there. let's be honest, in trailers of other films that I've seen in, in the saga, there, there have been way over the top things. But one specifically comes to mind and people in the theater were laughing at it. Mm. And I think that's where I kind of went, huh, your audience is laughing at you. And I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm, I'm not going to say it either way. But when the dam broke or there was like the two gas trucks mm-hmm. exploded and there was fire rolling down the dam and he's driving, he literally launches the car off the dam and then somehow ends up perfectly in line for that curve. Mm-hmm. I don't see that in, in laws of physics. I don't see that as being possible or even plausible. But people were laughing behind us and the CGI looked really suspect. And I'm like, that's jumping the shark a little bit too much for me. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I'm like, all right, he's going to survive because he has to. But it just kind of took me a step back and going, all right, so now we've crossed into fantasy as opposed right. to action adventure. Right. So that's where I kind of lost it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But again, I think this has been happening for a while now in the films. Well, like suspension of disbelief, right? It was just adding up, you know, like when yeah. you see the car going through so much damage. Yeah. I'm like, how is the car still driving after that much damage? I had that thought. During the um, the scene in Rome, because mm-hmm. the, the car was really going down the stairs, especially the car yeah. was already like really broken up and, and the tires were 
were gone. Yeah, I was kind of. You have to. You have to really go in there knowing none of it really is going to make sense. Yeah. When it comes to the cars and the damage. Yeah. You know, when you think about things realistically, you're like, no. Yeah. Especially when you know they wrecked the Lamborghini. I'm like, oh. Oh, no. the gold Lamborghini. Was it the Lamborghini? Or was it a Ferrari? I it's, don't know. It was a gold. Those, like, it was a shiny car. It was a gold shiny car. And he was apologizing to damaging it. Yeah, I was like uh, I would too. But again, I, I I don't know if what stunt doubles can do and if stunt persons can handle these things. I don't know if they're plausible. For me, watching it when it started to hit such odd plausibility levels, it did take me out of it. Yeah. Now talking about the film, shifting gears a little bit, there were parts where I thought, you know. This was an almost three-hour movie, right? Yes. And there were there were parts that felt really drawn out to me. Like, okay, they could they could have had, like sped this up a little bit, maybe made it a little bit tighter. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if there could have been more editing to take out to at least make it maybe again two hours and forty minutes. I think also includes credits. Oh, I don't know. Um, um, I think so because they have to include credit as runtime. I think it could have been two hours and twenty minutes. Mm. including credits. I don't, there were sections where you could just trim a little. Yeah. Um, I don't say there's judicious editing they could have done because I see how they need to set up every single character getting involved and coming back. Yeah. I mean, there are, if they are planning to bring everybody who has been part of the, the saga thus far, yes, they, they need to give a little bit of screen time in order for it to pay off in the end. Mm -hmm. I can't point to one thing. It just, it felt like while watching it, I'm like, all right, this is this is a tad too long. Yeah. Like the 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 chase scene maybe from uh, in Rome, right? The that whole sequence felt just a tad bit too long. And then where the big car chase should have been with John Cena's character and his massive like, it felt too short. It felt too short. Yeah, that should have been longer. Yeah, especially because the the son was involved. Right. And so you know, I was like, ah. Oh, Felt kind of like cheated there a little bit. I think there were things the film could have done a little bit better in the way of editing and speed. Mm. But, and I have to give them a little bit of leeway because Mm. of all the characters they were bringing in. I understand the length. Does that mean I didn't check my watch? No, I did. Oh, you did? I did. Okay. I'm not going to lie, but I knew going in, it was going to be a long film and I knew they were bringing back a lot of people. So it felt to me more like Infinity War. I'm not comparing the two films. I'm just saying in lengthwise where you realize they were setting up a foundation. So mm-hmm. I gave them leeway. Mm-hmm. But, and this is going to be going back to a point you mentioned earlier, the way they've set the films up, and it was initially listed as a part one and a part two. Mm-hmm. This was going to be the end of the entire saga. The way Jason Momoa's character says it, I'm going to make you suffer and then I'm, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. He ends the first film going, the age of suffering is over. It is now time to die. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to believe this is a perfect break for two films. Mm-hmm. When the interview happened and they alluded to it possibly being three, I don't know how they're going to do that. And I, I put it in the bad because if this is going to be drawn out, forgive me, like Harry Potter Part 7, like Twilight, the last film... You know, the only one I think that did it okay was Hunger Games because there was so much involved in part one and they needed, ending, to make they it needed part two. two because there was really a line where the tone shifted. Mm-hmm. This right now has a line where the tone has shifted and I feel it and I like it and it works. If they do three, 
I don't know if it'll work. Yeah. I was actually shocked when you said, wait, three? Because like you, I don't know how they're going to do it. Like if I'm already feeling that they could have tightened this one up, how are they going to stretch it out the last part into two? I don't I I don't see it. And would they have to deviate attention from Dom and the family to other characters to develop them more, which would kind of in some way possibly alienate the audience? I just I really hope they stick to two and make it two amazing films and not make it one good film to lead off and two eh. Yeah. I don't know if the story they've laid out can last three parts. Yeah. I guess we'll see. But the one thing that, that raised another bad for me that I just thought of as I was listening to your to your point is that Michelle Rodriguez really wasn't in this film a lot. No, and she wasn't. she had the big scene, the fight scene with Charlize But Theron. she's a major player. She's a major player. And so I'm hoping that for uh, part two, we see more of her. I think like any other ensemble film, there's always going to be characters that get less screen time overall. However, I do hope that in the subsequent sequel, newer cast members or returning cast members don't get as much screen time as the main ones that have been there from the get-go, like Michelle Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. I hope they do bring those characters up where the main family gets the, the, spotlight. the time and the spotlight they need. Just like in Infinity War and Endgame, all of the players got a little bit of screen time, but at the end, it really was the main Avengers who got the bulk of the screen time. I hope is what happens here. Except maybe Black Widow. We won't go there. We won't go there. <laughs> anyway, I had to say it. So uh, let's go to the cute, shall Rita we? Rita Moreno is adorable. Oh my God. Just that scene with, with her, her and Dom. Yes. Like, oh. Yeah. She's a gem. She's, she's awesome. Rita Moreno is a gem. Mm -hmm. The other cute that I really loved and enjoyed in this film is the little B and Jacob, right? When, when they were fleeing and going to Portugal to escape the agency goons, just the interaction between nephew and uncle was just adorable to me. Oh, when he's like, oh my God, and he runs over the big pickup truck. And I even fell for it. I was like, there's a stereotypical, like, muscle man truck. And then he's like, right. got the cute little 80s Mustang. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even know oh, what it was. It looked yeah, like it, an 80s it, Mustang. Yeah, it was an 80s Mustang because he said, you know, 5.0. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, no. It's like a beater car. Yeah. And then he sees the one with the rocket launchers and the kid's like, oh. Yeah. It's so cute. And then, you know, when Jacob is saying, we don't cuss. Or yes. we don't swear. We don't swear except in music, stubbing your toe, and something else. And something else, yeah. And, I'm and like, then he said, no, no. In this case, when shooting rockets from a car, we can cuss. <laughs> it's like he's a big kid mm -hmm. and Lil' B's a little kid. And yeah. the one thing I'll say is being an aunt, we totally get to spoil and, and spend so much time with them and have like fun without having to discipline. Yeah, and then send them home. And send them home. So I see, I see what we do with our nieces and nephews in Uncle Jacob. Mm -hmm. And that's why it made his death even sadder for me. But is he really dead, though? His car exploded upside down on top of other vehicles. Yeah. I'm going to assume <laughs> he is no longer with us. Probably to make the whole ending worth it. Yeah, because if, earned, if you bring him say. back, I think it removes the emotion. That's what I mean. Of that, Dom losing his brother. Right. That's why it, I think you're right. It, he has to stay dead, like, especially after all of that time spent with little B. So I love that they gave him that send off mm -hmm. to be in the forefront, to be the lead, to be the one to save the day. 
as he said, to come out from under Dom's shadow. Yeah. yeah. They gave him that moment. Yeah. Which is what he needed. Yeah. So uh, the only other cute that I can think of is, uh, <laughs> and I put this in quotes, the bonding between Roman and Tige in the store. I mean, you know, they were like, they were fighting and they were like slap punching and all you know what like, I, I was like i have to what say is that their interaction the whole film is freaking adorable <laughs> i do have a question for you though it's mm. a random thought and i don't know if it's a bad or a huh when the one character ate the the muffins mm-hmm. you know that were special and all of a sudden everything starts blurring mm-hmm. and like winding up and he stopped eating them but next thing you know like maybe two scenes later totally coherent making decisions because he only had a little bit of it. Yeah, but really? Yeah. Does it like wear off that quickly? Well, I've I guess not was, had special muffins like that. But I, I guess it falls into the realm of disbelief. Well, you know, he's he's a fit guy and he works out. So, But he didn't drink anything or uh, force it through a system. You know? I don't know. I was just expecting him to like be fighting Jason Statham's character and have like, you know, his hand turned into like <laughs> wavy or something. Maybe I was expecting too much. I don't know. Uh, anyway. But... Any other good or cute or bad that we need to discuss? No, I think I'm good. All right. So that's our discussion of Fast X. Now it's time for our Forever Fangirls rating. Drum roll, please. We rate Fast X three stars. And we agree on this rating. Yeah, we've admitted throughout this entire podcast that we've really only seen the first two films. And I even admitted that I've seen other clips on YouTube and whatnot. Look, the found family consistent theme throughout the entire saga, I think, is a lesson that the world kind of needs right now. Mm-hmm. One of the evil villains, and I think it was Ames, says uh, they bring anybody into their family, any like villain or any person they come across, all of a sudden it becomes their family. And it's a dig from the bad guys, but I, I kind of feel it's on point because Dom and his family are living their life the way they want, their way, their truth. And people will attack what they don't understand or what they're envious of. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand found family and how people can bring others into and call each other family, you're going to attack it. If you're envious of someone living their truth because they're happy living their truth, living their life their way, you're going to attack it. Mm -hmm. And I think in the world today, we need to see that and understand that and really look at why we're attacking certain things or trying to pass laws to ban certain things. That all being said... The CGI felt off in spots, and sometimes it was the action was a bridge too far to cross for me. It's specifically, it's like, hi, I'm here, let's fight. That's kind of how it felt sometimes. <laughs> it's like two characters <laughs> see each other for the first time, and they're like, hey, what's up, what's up, bang, punch each other. Mm. But knowing certain cast members also have clauses in their contracts that stipulate they can't lose a fight actually took it out of it for me, because like, who's going to win? Oh, wow, I didn't know that. It takes a little bit of luster out of some of the fight scenes when you're watching it, and you're like, oh, this specific person has a clause that they can't lose the fight, so how is it? It's going to end up as a stalemate every time. Oh, no. But overall, the film is fun if you don't think about it, and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, and I agree with that because it is an action film. Mm -hmm. But as we said, it's almost a three-hour-long movie. And I think that, especially if they're going to make one or two more, I'm not sure how they're not going to deteriorate the story in the process. Yeah. So cutting it short a little bit, making it a little tighter, I think, would better serve the franchise. Um, maybe it's more like leave them wanting more. Maybe that's than, it. Than yes. overgive. Absolutely. Yeah, it was fun for what it was. 
And even though there were some touching moments, the story really didn't have any significant difference from prior Fast and Furious films that I've seen. But I must confess, I do like the fast car chasing sequences. And the glider! So I guess my wife is saying, for what it is, it's a really fun film to go see in the beginning of the summer blockbuster season. Yes! Anyway, that's going to be our show for today, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, if there were any key points we missed or you saw the film and you wanted to discuss it with us, you could leave us a message on any of our socials at foreverfanpod or at speakpipe.com forward slash foreverfangirlspodcast. And if you're listening to this on your smartphone, just hit the subscribe and like button. It really helps us out and to make sure you won't miss an episode. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember, as Abuelita said, quote, the road has been very hard. And yet here you are, building this magnificent family. It's a legacy that will go on for generations. End quote. Let's hope she's right.